We turn now to the gospel reading for the night, this holy night. It comes from the gospel according to Luke, from the second chapter, the first 20 verses. We listen for their familiar Christmas story from Luke's gospel. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration, and it was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom God favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. So this night... This worship service is always one of the highlights of our faith and our life together. We come downtown in the darkness. We listen to sacred music. We pause with long periods of silence and offer our prayers. We hear this Christmas story. We stand and we sing and we celebrate this sacred meal together. It's all about the coming of God into the world. On this night, we always read this story from Luke's gospel, as I just did. Rich in detail, full of names and different scenes, we get a vivid description of the birth of Jesus. We hear about Emperor Augustus. We get to know this person named Quirinius from Syria. We meet Joseph and Mary who are directed to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem. We have the birth. We have the manger. We have the shepherds in the fields. And then the angel's message with the full promise of all that's happening. I bring you good news of great joy. It's for all people. For unto you a child is born. He is the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord they say. 
This is a story we always read on Christmas Eve. Indeed, if we're not careful, we may miss the message. If we're not careful, we may get so caught up in the drama of this story in Luke 2 that we miss what's being conveyed. The message of this night, the message of Christmas is this. The God of the universe, the maker of all, the one who holds all, the God of the universe, powerful one, present one, comes among us to be with us, to be near us, to be working in us and through us. The God of the universe becomes one of us in Jesus. Luke's gospel makes the point with such majesty and drama, with characters and action, real people with real roles to play, And things to say amidst the mess of life. Luke tries to bring it all to life so that we'll get the point. If you like good stories, we have one. And and the point of the story is to announce to the world the major news of Christianity. God comes among us. God is in our midst God is with us, Emmanuel. God is bringing about the reign of God, and it happens through the person, Jesus, who is God in the flesh. Now, the other Gospels tell this story. Matthew does, Mark does, in certain ways John does. They make the same point, but very differently. They make the same point. Matthew may be closest to Luke. Matthew uses the story also, but it's much more succinct. The birth of Jesus took place this way, Matthew says. And he mentions Joseph and he mentions Mary and what God is doing through the Holy Spirit, through Mary and Joseph. Mary will have a child. They shall name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. And his name will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Matthew says it happened. Much shorter, succinct. No shepherds, no angels singing glory to God. It's a story, but very brief. But the critical message is there. God comes into the world to establish peace and hope and lead the world to God's purposes. Now, Mark's gospel has no story. No story. Mark has no mention of Mary or Joseph. No mention of angels, no mention of anything dramatic. Mark's gospel is mostly for folks who just want the facts. Give it to me straight, right to the point. This is how it opens. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus walks on the scene, saying the kingdom of God is at hand. So if you're someone who might say, just give it to me straight, don't embellish it, don't get into all this other drama. Just speak the truth. Mark's gospel is for you. Jesus, the Son of God, walks onto the scene and says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Come along. The God of the universe has come among us in Jesus, pointing us away to the reign of God. John's gospel is altogether different. It's not a story at all. In fact, if you're looking for a story about Jesus' arrival and you look to John, you're likely going to be confused by the way John's prologue unfolds. But if you like poetry, if you like mystery, 
if you like, symbolism, well, John might be for you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through Him, and Him is life. And the life is the light of all. Who is Jesus? Well, somehow he's related to God. John's making that point and has been around since the beginning of time. John is making that point about Jesus. This word, this one, is coming among us full of grace and truth. Again, it's another way of saying the same thing, but very difficult to convey. The God of heaven, the God of heaven. The God of the whole world, the awesome God of all things, is moving among us, into our neighborhood, near us, for us, and showing us the way to life. Story? No story? Poem? This coming of God, this emerging presence of the God of all things, is taking flesh in Jesus. This is what we celebrate at Christmas tonight. The embodiment of God in our midst. See, Jesus is not just a good person. Jesus is not just a teacher. Jesus is not just an angel speaking a message that we might hear. Jesus is God. That's the message. God coming near. God coming to be with, among, for us. In every way. If you're looking for a good book to read for the new year, I would recommend Rob Bell's latest book. It's called What We Say When We Talk About God. We tend to talk a lot about God in our culture and in our world, and we often do not talk well about God. We might all have gained new insight about that in the recent Duck Dynasty controversy around our culture. Too often when we talk about God, what we talk about is the extension of ourselves rather than God. God hates what we hate. That's how we talk. God does what we do. That's how we think, perhaps. That's missing the point. That's missing the point. Bell's latest book reminds us about the God of the universe, the God of the Bible who comes among us. God is always with us in the here and now, understanding our afflictions, meeting us wherever we find ourselves. God is always for us, calling forth our very best selves, urging us, guiding us toward the kingdom of God. And God is always ahead of us, ahead of us. We may not know the future, but God knows the future. The future may surprise us, but the future is not going to surprise God. God is with us, God is for us, and God is always ahead of us. That's what Bell reminds us. That's what Emmanuel is about. That's what Christmas means. That's what Jesus' birth is about. This is the essence of Christianity. You know, every other religion says if you want to find God, if you want to improve yourself, if you want to connect to the divine, if you want to make yourself better, you have to do something. You have to gather your strength. You have to behave in certain ways, follow certain rules, free your mind, be better. 
Every other religion says if you want to make the world better, then summon all your reason and strength and live a certain way. Christianity, especially on Christmas, says the exact opposite. Christianity and Christmas reminds us that God has done something. God has come in Jesus. God comes to save. God comes to make things right. God comes to bring hope and light and life to our lives. Eternal life, even. Every other religion says there are, here are the answers to the big questions. Christianity, Christmas says Jesus is the answer the way to live, the one to trust. Jesus invites us not to do something, but to receive him. Receive him into our hearts and lives. And then receiving him, go along with him. Join him. Join him in forgiving others. Join him in loving and bringing light and healing into the world Join him as he establishes love, not power. Join him in generosity, not greed. Join him and receive him in selflessness, not selfishness. This is our God in our midst, bringing life and light. We are to receive him and remember him, join him as he brings about the full reign of God. This is our hope. May God so fill our hearts that we see him in the manger. May God so fill our hearts that we receive him fully. And may God so fill our hearts that we know all that God is doing and allow our lives to be open and changed and focused on the mystery and the mission of Jesus, the kingdom of heaven to the whole world. May it be so. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. Oh God, we believe. Help our unbelief. We seek your light. Fill us with light. And shape us in every way to receive and live and love and follow the Savior, Emmanuel. Amen.